0: Welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're an industry pro, you're building, or you're buying, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero. We're coming to you live today from the LP Studios here in Wisconsin. I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. Thank you for tuning in today. On today's show, we discuss, are solar panels really worth it? Of course, you've probably seen a lot of solar panels starting to go up on homes. You've heard a lot of people talk about the excitement of it. And of course, new people that have solar on their home brag about their lower electric bills and things like that. But the bottom line is, are they really worth the cost? We're going to explore. So in this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what solar power is, how it kind of works, some of the costs the paybacks on it, and the credits from the government. And then you can make the appropriate decision on whether it's worth it for you. All right, so solar panels are typically installed on a roof, although they can also go in your yard as well. They're also known as photovoltaic panels. And the concept is pretty simple. They take the energy from the sun and they convert it into DC or direct current power. And then you take that energy and you pass it through what's called an inverter in a solar system, solar panel system, and it becomes your AC power, okay, which you typically would use in a home. So as far as these systems, they're, you know, go on the roof. And so there is some disadvantage for some folks of obviously the appearance of the home and what that's going to look like. So be mindful of that. And in some areas, you're not going to be able to put them up. Because the homeowners association may not allow you to do that. So obviously you're going to need to check into that first and foremost before you get too far with it. But on average, the cost savings for a solar um, home per month is between, um, I'm sorry, uh, I got this wrong, not per month, per year is between 650 and $1,500 per year on your energy costs. Okay. So you can save between $650 and $1,500 a year. So that's definitely some savings there if you can make it work. Now let's talk a little bit about the factors that you need when you put in solar panels because there are a lot of things that can go into the equation and can definitely change the dynamics of the affordability of the solar system. So first and foremost... You're going to want to look at where you're located, the geography. You know, if you're in a state such as Washington State where it's dark and it's rainy all the time, that's going to be much more difficult to get a payback on solar systems. Whereas if you're in the south, like Arizona, where it's hot, dry, and sunny most of the time, um, you're going to obviously get um, a good payback there. Now, I live in the state of Wisconsin, and actually the state of Wisconsin is a decent state for solar because of the angle at which our country or our country, our state. <laughs> Sorry, I'm thinking about something else there. The angle which our state faces um, has a pretty good angle to the sun most times of the year. So you're going to get decent solar power. But it goes beyond that. It's not just where you're located. Obviously, if you're on a heavily wooded lot and you've got trees blocking half your yard, that is going to be a problem. Um, or if you have a giant building that's taller than you next door, not very far away, that's blocking half your roof, that could also be an issue for you putting solar in. It also depends on the pitch of your roof. If you've got a very low-pitched roof, that may not be good for solar power. You want to have the proper angle to get your solar in. You're also going to want to look at the cost of your local utility company and what you're getting charged for your energy rates. If you live in an area where the energy rates are low, it is going to be more difficult for you to get that payback. However, if you live in an area where they charge a lot for electrical service, you might find that this is a very good thing for you to do. Additionally, some states do offer tax credits on top of the federal tax credits. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But right now, there's only 10 states that do offer tax credits on solar. So keep that in mind as well. Okay, so let's take a look at the, uh, well, we'll talk about the installation really quick. Let's finish that up. So again, you're going to put these on the roof. You're typically going to want to put in some sort of a chase wiring if you're building a new home, if you're not putting the solar in right away, so that you can connect to these solar panels and get the power down to your house. Um, It's a lot more challenging to retrofit, so always keep that in mind as well. Costs are going to be different on new construction versus retrofitting. Ideally, you want to have an angle between 15 and 40 degrees to get the best amount of sunlight. So if you have a really steep steep roof pitch, like a twelve twelve roof pitch, you might need some special mounting uh, to, to reduce those angles um, and, and pop those panels to the proper angle. So keep that in mind as well. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about payback because that's what you guys always want to know about most first and foremost, right? Is this going to pay off? Now, typically when I look at something for a home, I look at it from this lens. The average length that a homeowner stays in a home is about eight years now, okay? So that's the lens that I look at. So when I'm looking at product myself, if it's going to be something that, let's just say, takes more than the eight years to pay back, you gotta really think about it because you're actually gonna be on the whole financially. Now there are ancillary benefits and things like that as well that always go into the equation. If you're someone that travels a lot and you're going to be potentially moving your job, uh, relocating all the time, going to tell you right now, this is probably not the right investment for you. If you're someone that's buying tons of acreage and you're going to live there for the next 30, 40 years, uh, maybe you're going to be doing things like swimming pools or some other stuff, using a lot of electricity, this is going to be much more interesting to you and much more appropriate. So you always have to think about your living situation and how that works out for you. All right. So the typical cost for a solar system on A 2,400 square foot home, which is pretty close to the average of a new home being built these days, is around $29,000 for a solar system. Now, if we take the data that we've been given from solar.com and some other websites that I've done the research on, if you have an average of $29,000 for a solar system for an average size new construction home, And then we take the maximum amount of money you could save based on these studies, which is $1,500, and you divide that out. That actually looks at 19.3 years to get a payback on your solar system. So almost 20 years. But that is before any tax credits and other incentives that are out there. Now, if you factor in the current tax credit for 2023, We'll go over these more specifically in a moment, but right now in 2023 and 2024, the tax credit is 30%. So if you take that 30% out of the cost of that system, you are looking at 13.53 years for your payback. So again, still kind of well above the threshold for the average move uh, of a homeowner, but at the same time. Uh, that reduction is making this system much more viable. It's getting a little bit closer to that sweet spot of the eight years or less. Okay, so you've got to factor that in. Now, the other thing you got to factor in is sometimes your utility company will also offer incentive for you to go to solar system. However, if you take that incentive, you have to be aware that that is going to get reduced off your tax credit. So if you get a $1,000, incentive, you have to take that off your, your cost and then you get the 30% off of that. So keep that in mind. That will affect your payback scale as well slightly. But again, additional incentives are additional incentives. So keep that in mind as well. All right. So we've got that kind of covered. We understand the average payback. We understand the, the solar system. One thing that's not factored into this that's worth talking about briefly is that we haven't factored in depreciation as well. And so the average length of a solar system on a home is about 25 years, okay? So you gotta keep that in mind as well. So in 25 years, you may need to replace that system. So again, if you're gonna live in this home 40 years or something, that's something to factor in because now you're gonna be, you know, maybe not paying for the entire portion of that system, but you gotta redo the panels and that can be, costly for you as well so keep in mind the depreciation aspect of it and the other thing is if you're putting it on an existing home and you have an older roof you got to be careful because you put all this solar system on on an older roof and then you got to pull the solar system off to re-roof your house that could cause you some additional um, pain as well so back to the credits for a moment Um, i want to make this clear because it can be confusing for people the tax credits have moved around a bit. So in the year 2020 and 2021, um, homes were eligible for 26% credit. So if you already put a system in, haven't gotten your credit yet, you're only gonna get the 26% in those two years. Um, After the um, uh, recent act by Congress, they raised it to 30% and that goes from 2022 to 2032. So you've got, you know, darn near nine years here if you want to take advantage of this credit with the law that's currently on the books. And um, they said actually if you install it on or before um, 2019, they're going to actually give you that bigger credit. I just saw that as a note here, so that's kind of interesting to note. However, if you wait longer, if you wait till 2033, which is obviously quite a ways down the road, um, it'll decrease uh, to 26%. And then after 2034, it's going to go to or 22% rather. And then in 2035, it expires unless Congress renews it. So keep that in mind. Right now, you've got about nine years to take advantage of the full credit, and then it's going to slowly phase down and possibly out. Okay? So keep in Mind, and you may want to work with your accountant on this because obviously taxes and things like that can change. Um, Your situation is different. Obviously, if you get other incentives locally, those all factor in as well to your numbers. All right, let's talk briefly as well um, about an ideal setup and, and then the cost of these systems and how they break down. Um, again, from what I'm told and the research that's out there, you want to be using at least 500 kilowatts plus of energy in your home um monthly to um basically make this system pay itself off. So if you're using a lot less energy than that, you may not see the payoff and your the extension on it could be a lot longer. Again, these are expensive systems. So if you have a small, little home um and you're not using a lot of energy, you know, spending thirty thousand dollars or even let's say it's less, um it, it just the effect isn't as good. So it does work for you know, average size and and much larger homes, and especially homes that are drawing a ton of power. So keep that in mind as well for your factor. Okay, so as far as the cost of the solar system, it does have lots of different things that break down uh, into that cost factor. So the highest part is just, you know, again, the cost of doing business, the administrative costs of running a company, about 44%, according to solar.com, Um, Just goes into the general business of having a solar company. 18% of the solar cost is for the actual panels themselves. And then another 18% of the cost is the other equipment and things that go into the system. Okay, so about 36% total just for all the parts and equipment. And then 15% of that cost is the micro-inverters to convert the power over. And then the last part, which is only 5%, is the labor to put them on. Because the panel's are already built. Basically, you're going up, you're installing the panels on the roof, um, you're chasing it through the home, and then connecting it into the um, power panel, okay? So those are your main factors there uh, for your costs and how that breaks out. So there you have it solar power could be viable if you're buying a home that you're going to live in for a really long time if you're using a lot of energy already if you're in a decent location and of course if you take advantage of the federal tax savings had there not been the federal tax savings the payback on the system's pretty long and really doesn't make a lot of sense so always keep that in mind you know in a few years from now we never know we could see this program get deleted sooner Um, More than likely, it'd be very difficult to do, but uh, sometimes um, incentives and programs do get phased out and do change. So keep your eye on that. And of course, make sure not only you're working with a professional solar contractor, work with your builder on it, and of course, consult your tax accountant as well to make sure that you guys really know all the information and make an accurate and informed decision when you're deciding to put solar on your new home. Once again, thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero, broadcasting live from the Bellman Home Studio. If you haven't already, please make sure to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future content. Until next time, I'm David Bellman, signing off.